Oh, I'm going through space. Look at me, oh, dude. Yep. Look at him go. Oh, I'm flying through FD. I'm getting chain grabbed by Marth. Ah, pretend you're chain grabbing me, baby. Pretend you're oh, chain grabbing you go. me. I got you. I got you. I'm getting chain grabbed. Look at this, dude. Oh, this is the world I live in. This is what you can do if you have a piece of green paper behind you, which I do. Just kidding. I'm in FD. I started ruining the illusion. Really, yeah, well, really messed it up. How, for all how's there. the weather there? How's, how's it going there, man? Cold, except for that one part where it flies through the part where, you know, it gets really bright for a little bit in FD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that part's warmer. Is the center, is the center not like, like the bright center in like the middle of the platform, not like a, not like a heat source? It's just, I haven't, I haven't tried going down there yet. It seems dangerous. That makes sense. Yeah. They always say don't go down there, but people don't listen. Right. So don't go down there, man. They don't. <laughs> hey, what up, Savox? How you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a what a what a crazy uh, week, and you know, probably. I mean, obviously, we don't get to see all of your behind the scenes stuff, but probably been a crazy kind of couple months in general. I know. I actually kind of wish that there was an extra documentary. Uh, I'm, I'm already thinking about it. It's like it needs to be called Meta Meta Game. Clearly, there it is. Um, it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's literally it's going to be just like me in pajamas. Waking up at yeah. six in the morning with my coffee, going like this, you know, looking at a screen, yeah. um, and then being all excited, you know, when I'm about to release it, and then the pandemic hitting, and then realizing that I won't be able to go outside again for like you know another year. <laughs> so you um, now, yeah, dude, now things are looking up. I'm I'm double vaxxed, you know. Yep. So same here, same here. It's the best. It's the best. We're getting it. We're finally gonna get out from under that. And honestly, I'm really looking forward to being in person. And seeing all you guys, you know, oh, at an actual man. event. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I decided I'm going to, I'm going to go to Riptide. I don't know. I was just like, you know what? This is the first one announced. I'd never been to a water park tournament. I know there have been several in the past. I've never been to one. So I was like, this is the time. This will give me some motivation to diet a little bit. Lose some of the COVID weight. Uh, you know, hit the, hit the water slides or whatever. What, what, whatever when is do. Riptide happening? September. September. September I, think, okay. I think mid-September, yeah. Mid September, I might have to go to that. I, I too know. need a motivation to get in shape again. <laughs> my my mental image of you is always you in your tank top. I know. I, th this is also. Wearing, so. I'm I'm I am exposing myself here. This is I, I wear this every time I'm on stream recently. So I, I just have one shirt. <laughs> Tell me about. I watched your stream the other night. PP, uh, mm. check this out. I was I went into Samox's stream. He was streaming on twitch.tv slash documentary kid, mm. and he was stacking grains of sand. It was a stack it upstream. Did you know I he does did, that? I I that? saw I saw a clip of him doing that. Although he his clip was like his clip was when it all came tumbling down. But what I was most impressed by was how how much how much prowess he had to make such a beautiful stack beforehand. And I was like, this guy is someone that that stacks deep into the night. And I thought that was <laughs> magnificent. It was kind of deep into the night, wasn't it? Uh, how did you stumble upon competitive sand stacking? So it is um, a mystical art that has uh, yeah. roots, deep roots. I think um, the first sand stacker was a bored child on some beach 15,000 years ago, probably, <laughs> um, yeah. stacking individual grains of sand. No, I, I actually, it was a metaphor originally for me um, as like, you know, I was doing this whole process. I, I originally was trying to make Metagame a movie. And then after yeah. about six, eight months of editing, I was like, oh, no, I kind of. I don't think it can be a movie. It needs to be a series. So that whole process and obviously the amount of time it took, I, I started thinking of it as like, oh, man, this is literally like 
placing a single grain of sand on top of another one and top of another one and top of another one. So mm. that metaphor had been kind of rattling around in my head. And after a while, I was like, is that even possible? Can you do that? Like, can you make that a thing? So yeah. later this week, I'm actually going to try to have an official sand stacking stream. Right now, I've just been kind of like screwing around. But um, wow. it's I'm, I'm, I have a... I have a mind for for trying to become the world's best sand stacker. Uh, although You've I guess got, I am. Who's the best right now? I think it's just me because I I invented the thing. <laughs> oh, you invented it. Yeah, Wait, I'm sorry. How I... did you get these little? How did you get them? Because you had little cubes and they 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 looked like they had they had specifications. You know what I mean? You had like the zero point twos and the zero point yes. fours. That's 100 right. You do have to. And I looked this up. You can look this up yeah. right now on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, Sand, I guess the maximum size for sand is like two millimeters, I want to say, uh, for most definitions. And these yeah. are two millimeter hematite cubes, beads. I'm sorry, you, can, you can't buy cubes yet, but as soon as this, the sport catches on, I'm hoping that you will be able to. <laughs> um, so, but these are, you know, I, I figured it would, it would be a fun thing to try your dexterity at, you know, if you're like a surgeon, yeah. you know, or if, you're, if you just want something to meditate on, you know, there's a lot of potential applications for sand stacking. Uh, including, you know, I, I figured also I'd have cube stacking as well, a slightly easier version, you know, for the children. Mm. So, mm. for the children, you don't have to use the surgical tweezers Ex for those. Exactly. So, we'll see where that goes. I didn't realize you started it. That's so cool. I hope it catches on. I hope you can become the mango or the PPMD. <laughs> I guess it'd be the PPMD with the stacking. That's true. Of, that, that, that you gotta, I, and I really stacking. hope that I, I want to have a, a little, you know, as, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I want to give you a copy, PP, so you can try it out and yes. uh, give me a, a testimonial. Extreme, right? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to see what I can do to learn from the best. Um, uh, you know, I've I've stacked in various forms, but perhaps not literally. And maybe this, maybe this will help me ascend. The next uh, form is just literal. yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. You stacked emotionally, certainly. You stacked yes. proverbially. Yeah, uh, maybe a little even bit psychologically but you've never stacked literally right and and that may be that may be the missing link and so um i'm looking forward well, to it start by doing things literally that's like the first i know usually, so you're hitting it backwards in a lot of ways yeah. i know you gotta you gotta you gotta go back to go forwards or forwards and back are the same thing right it's all it's all a circle mm -hmm. the snake eating its tail exclamation radio melee to get into the discord to uh, ask your questions for us, guys, it will be in the Twitch chat. Hopefully, you guys are going to be able to call in. We're looking forward to your uh, questions today, guys. Um, I'm looking know. forward to oh, them. Absolutely. FDTOF FD and uh, Stack Samox over there. I think I think we're all just we're all just in different phases right now. We're ready for it. So, uh, yeah, Back that should up. be fun. Look at him go. Look at him jiggling over there. That's beautiful. Wow. It's got to be a lot easier to get that stuff uh, out if it gets in your shorts too than real than uh, like typical sand. So um, no, you would think so. It actually does run everywhere though. So <laughs> I I'm thinking when I, I end up with the final version of like the the place where you stack things, there needs to be a lip to protect against it running all over. Yeah, that's well. It is the sport is in its infancy. We will have to. These things happen, so make sure make sure we can get all of that organized. We don't want any we don't want any casualties. We wouldn't want the sand spilling onto anyone. So hundred percent. Gonna be safe, right? So, in the meantime, while you while you develop that new uh, that new documentary, we're gonna have to talk about the old one a little bit. Please forgive us. Um, we talk metagame, um, God's Respond, God Slayer, that stuff out now. Now, people, 
you know, they're going to be, I think the questions that get asked most commonly when I hear about it, and I think when I see people talking about it are always, is this coming to YouTube and why is this not on Netflix yet? He said it was going to be on Netflix. This is not going to be on Netflix. So can can we, I, I apologize. I know you get that all the time, but please, can we, can we have a discussion about that? Honestly, great question. It is something that I see uh, often repeated, especially because the first one was for free on YouTube. It was one yeah. of those things where I was like, I, you know, I needed to get it out there as like to the masses because um, it was literally like bubbling around inside me. Part of the reason that I just released it on there too at the time was like I didn't take the necessary steps um, mm. when I was making the original documentary, The Smash Brothers, that one behind me, how does direction work? That's that one. There it is. Um, <laughs> uh, that one, nice. I, I, you know, I just sort of threw together um, without any permission from anybody. So I was just like, I'm going to grab this, I'm going to grab that. And the second time around for Metagame, I really wanted to make sure that I went through the process. That's why it took, you know, an extra... It would have been, done, like, out in 2018, but I had to kind of go through and get permissions and everything and make sure I crossed all my T's and dotted all my I's. Um, so, with, of course, the idea that this is potentially something that could end up on Netflix, which would really kind of raise the bar as far mm -hmm. as um, prestige and getting people's attention. You have the stakes, you know, you got to raise the stakes, even in life, you know, not just in a narrative. Um, and so that's still on, in, in the cards. Any, any potential um, elevating, stacking up of the stakes are still in the cards. Um, but I, I wanted it to be available um, for people to, that are really into it and want to watch it to get it immediately. So there is a, a sort of conduit that you can use from Vimeo. I've seen other filmmakers do this two other larger streaming platforms. It, it enables it to be sort of, you know, it's still under wraps kind of, but if you want it, you can watch it. Um, it, it enables distri distributors to be like, yes, uh, you know, this is still, there's still a lot of people that haven't seen this. And obviously that's, that's still true. Although I will say we had a million unique viewers uh, wow. over the weekend for I saw the that. thing. So, which is blows me away, man. We've at least reached, you know, that many people, not even counting the last time we did it too. So a right. lot of people have seen it, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so if I can just understand you really quickly, are you saying that that there are certain legal things being worked on, so that's why it's not on Netflix, or is there something else? So the they we haven't even taken that step of um, getting in contact with those distributors and stuff. There's there's there you you go through an agency basically. Okay. Um, and this is something that all, it's totally new to me, um, and so I'm relying on you know my business partners. Alpha Zealot, my executive producer, uh, Peter Grant, my executive producer I've known since I was a kid. Um, and uh, they're, they're sort of like leading the charge. And this is the, the kind of thing that as soon as we, as soon as I know, uh, I will let everybody know. Um, but that, that is just, it's in the cards right now. We're, we're still it's working. It's in the cards. There, there yeah. are talks. Um, we're going through agencies. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of things that want to get on Netflix right now or, or wherever you're looking at a lot of agent, a lot of different platforms, too. You said distributors, exactly. plural. So you're looking at a lot of things in a lot of different talks and, and that there's just a lot of back and forth, I imagine. So, yeah, I mean, it's being mm -hmm. worked on um, when something big happens, he will let you know. And um, in the meantime, Vimeo does have all the episodes for you to check out. But also, if you want to support Sam Ox um, in a different way, he has a Patreon. You want to tell anyone a little oh. bit about that? Yes, actually, it's a very perfect. You brought that up today, Tove. Have you seen um, my my thing I just released today on um, my tweet I just did not not too long ago? No, I haven't looked at Twitter today. 
You should take a look at it. It's uh, it actually involves you. It's the it first metagame Samox facts. It's one of the things I put on my page. Metagame Samox facts. And it uh, has Samox it, facts. Uh, it's uh, the most gorgeous picture I could find of you. Uh, basically <laughs> delineating, um, <laughs> delineating uh, your involvement in the creation of the the anime that PPMD mm. was watching in yeah. the b-roll shots you were the main reason that that section did not suck um <laughs> that was was uh thanks to you and moxie 2d hey let's go Toph. when i watched it on twitch i remember i was looking at chat and there was like one guy in chat that was like hey is that Toph's voice like one guy recognized my voice out of the the flood of chat messages you know i saw that i saw that there was one guy i was like wow good stuff well done yeah no so, I've been, that's that, nice. that's that's the kind of stuff that if you get on my my Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Samox. Um, you no will get more of those. I don't think any underscores. I think I am the Just only... S-A-M-O. Yeah. Yeah, patreon.com slash Samox. Um, so if you are curious to get more of those tidbits, there's a, a backlog. That was Samox Facts 103. There's 102 more Samox Facts, mostly about well, all of them, oh. about the original doc. So if you want to get a little inside look at that, mm-hmm. there's also a crap ton of extra content from the original doc. It's going to be a crap ton of content from the new documentary on there. So just uh, if you are looking to spend your money on cool extra um, documentary stuff, that is a I can't recommend it enough. because Or really you does help just me. want to help him because helping Samox also helps Melee because he does a lot of True. things for us, including trying to get us on Netflix or wherever. So again, Patreon, Vimeo. You don't worry about the YouTube thing. He's he's working on getting it on Netflix. It be, please be mm-hmm. patient. He is he is trying. He is not a, he's not a scammer. If he would have he would have done it already if he was going to do it. Just trust him. Yeah, he's a nice yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. um, the the well the god the gods respond interviews are all on YouTube. That's right? true. Good points. Yes. Um, and those are good. The, yeah, I, I I've gotten a lot of compliments about those actually. Um, just from the format to the interview style, I think everybody kind of. You know, comes off like get, Those finally were a able lot to kind of, of fun. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, people are able to tell their story, and I don't know. I had a great time doing it, man. I'd, I'd love to do. I could potentially see doing more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you ever want to talk, let me know, man. Well, I yeah, love I, dude, I love talking to you, man. We, we I had to cut thirty minutes off of yours. I, that's actually going to be oh, one of the extras okay. on the Patreon. Uh, uh, is that the record on the thing? That uh. I think you, yours was the most I had to chop down because it was our. <laughs> I talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good stuff, man. I, I'm, you know, there's a lot of extra there. Um, I think I'll just put that on the metagame um, YouTube channel though, because it's already it's part of it. So might as well be there. as well, may as well. Uh, man, yeah, that that sounds like a lot of fun. Also, I mean, if if you're ever trying to, you know, do anything like that, I would also be super down. That sounds like hell yeah, fun. dude. Yeah, you, I know you talk pretty. You talk good. He did. He has a lot no, of practice. I loved, I loved the style. I, I loved the style of those interviews. They were they were definitely super cool because like um, and I gotta say the trailer was so good. The trailer for the gods respond had me so hyped because like <laughs> it was such a fun like format. I guess like it was like oh this is a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, and it got me really hyped for both the gods respond and also God Slayer, which I thought was a really neat kind of. It was like a. It was kind of like a side timeline, you know? It was like, this is the main timeline of metagame, and then this is mm-hmm. like the Leffen arc that kind of culminates in the same... You know, exactly, exactly. Same conclusion or what have you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was dope. That was dope. Thanks, Thanks man. I had yeah, a lot I, of fun I, watching that. 
honestly, it was one of my, um, my, just having like this deadline coming up and like, I got to do these little like promo spots and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, like the sad laughing music one and, um, which, yeah, which it has, has you tope in it, which, uh, I was, I was yeah, a little yeah, worried. Yeah. I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. I just, I, yeah, I, I think it's really I funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, no, I really, I thought that was really funny. I watched it on stream. I also was going to say, what's it going to, oh, the, the, the point, the other point I was going to make was dude that quote that hbox dropped at the end of the with with the you know we weren't gods but it was fun being called on for a while i was like damn that's that's such a good quote that shit yeah that, that was a great quote yeah say uh, what you want about hbox man the man also he knows how to talk he's he got can really yeah. some things up so yeah he's got some nice uh nice little you know yeah how to put a punctuation mark on something <laughs> for sure should we get some callers in here i think we got some I think, people with I think some questions time. some takes some hot takes All right uh so yeah let's get our first caller it looks like we're doing something different we're, we we realize that we have the ability to read your name so i don't need your name but i but it uh, looks like we got ika and uh we're just, just gonna ask ika ika what's up where are you calling in from uh i am calling in from west virginia uh central west virginia <laughs> yeah pretty much nah, sorry sure <laughs> <laughs> you love getting that Oh yeah, no, I, I've never heard that before. It's never happened. <laughs> not you probably once. don't even know what I'm referring to. Yeah, probably no, not. No, no, never. No. What's your question for us today, Eco from West Virginia? So I uh, I was watching Octagon and I was I really enjoyed the product oh. itself and uh, awesome. like I, I thought it was an excellent presentation. I Yay. thought everything about it was really good. So my question was, uh, how do you think we could make that like a product that occurs more often and how could you actually add stakes to the matches that occur because eventually you're going to run out of top player matchups yeah just... besides just like put more prize money on the line or whatever, yeah right yeah uh, yeah i think start... we should do i think we should do more um i i like there, we used to do that people you remember a couple years ago there were like some exhibition matches we would do from time to time with like uh yeah. they had like a they had like a four-man thing at pax west that I don't know if you were there, but it was like yeah, I wasn't there, but I rem kind of remember West it. balls and you know yeah. yeah, it was like and we used to do stuff like that and we used to do um oh I don't know there'd be like hyper X this that and the other and then yeah. like like oh Mango Armada playing an like an exhibition match for and it'd be like an Evo thing it'd be surrounded by some Street Fighter stuff I always thought that stuff was a lot of fun um my idea that i have that i want to pitch to golden guardians uh or I, well, i've kind of already pitched but something i want to do to kind of increase the stakes i like the idea of getting the community more invested by here's what i want to do okay this is like octagon three or octagon four or whatever but one of the spots is like say it's no, say it's like none on one side and then who none fights is the winner of an open bracket so we put an open bracket out there. Maybe we maybe we limit who can enter it somehow. Like like left and you know players of that caliber. I don't I don't know how you would do that. Like whatever. Mm. But it's like the idea is a show match where actually anyone could participate if they you know did well enough in an open format, right? Um, and then it would kind of feel like there would be even a way for the community, so to speak, to 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 play in it or be involved. And that might be cool. Do you think you could even do, do a thing where uh, eventually it doesn't necessarily have to be top players, but it'd be like, okay, well, here's a matchup with different like uh, compatible styles. So you get two people. Like I thought the, the excitement behind Nun and Moki, beyond the fact that I think they're both probably top 10 players now, was that their styles seem so similar in terms of how they play, where they're both incredibly aggressive, incredibly, uh, you know, 
they're kind of boomer bust type players where when they go off, they go off. And when they're, you know, when they're cold, they're cold. But it's that, you know, when they hit somebody, they die. And like, is a contrast of styles like that, is that even something you could play up? Who's the best at this particular style? Or is that something you'd factor into matchmaking? I love that. Ika, did you get, um, did you watch Godslayer? I did. Um, so did you, the, the section where I was talking about, or we were like kind of discussing styles and stuff, this just takes me right to that. Like this could be, I, I don't know, like I, the, the hard thing I guess would be to classify styles, but like, um, you could maybe, you know, mind games, cucumber style, you know, those, those kind of, you know, you put those people into their sort of, um, sides and would you, would you have them fight as like that style fighting or like, th- there's a lot of there I could potentially, I, I like that concept. Yeah. I, I mean, you could do that. Mm. I was gonna say that reminds me of when Moki and IBDW during the five days of melee did that. They did that. It's best of five, but then each you can ban moves, and then each game you win, I you get. Oh, sorry, each game you lose, you get one of your moves back. That was kind of fun. That was, that yeah. was cool. <laughs> That's so. I I missed that. That's dope. Mm-hmm. I think they took away IBDW's like. I don't remember if they took away full hop. They took away. It's like they took away grab. They took away shine. You know, it was fun. Yeah, they, it took, was, it took fun. away every, like attacks, and that was mm, attack. It was kind of fun. It was kind of funny to watch one be able to not do one thing, and the other was doing it to them, and then they tried to do it back, and then they had to SD. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So I think. I mean, um, I guess like I don't know. I kind of think about it like we probably can't do all of them octagon style because maybe there's like. Maybe you don't want to make an individual event solely focused on it, or there's just like you don't want to put all that money into it, or you don't want to make it your your brand as much about that as you would an open bracket or something. But I was kind of thinking, and I was like, well, maybe what you could do, and this is something that you know, we're, we kind of toe reference the Five Days of Melee and the Mango Armada exhibition. So I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe you don't need to do a whole exhibition event, but maybe just have like one or two matches like that at an event sometimes, and then you can. You you either can if it's topical you can do that like uh, like I mean I guess you could do Mango Armada or you could just do if someone's beefing you could just do that and it could be even impromptu I suppose but I was also kind of thinking about like if you want to change like we're talking about stakes like uh, uh, you know so for some of the players especially some of the higher like especially some of the higher caliber ones instead of changing money because Tove was like oh we well, put more money in whatever I was like. Well, here's where here's where uh, Ludwig comes in once again, and I was thinking about what if instead we had the winner write a tweet on the losers page or something. Oh, you know, that's right? a great like, idea! Like, imagine Zane gets to write oh, yeah. a tweet on tweet for Mango, right? Like, or, or whatever, <laughs> oh, right? Or like, Mango man. writes one on Zane's, or or you know, like like uh, Mango gets to write one on Hungry Boxes. You're, you know, like whatever, right? Like, it, yeah. it would be it would be mm-hmm. insane. And I, I'm just thinking about this, but like there, I'm sure there are other things you could do. Yeah. Like, like you, like you have to, you have to do this type of content on stream or whatever, like, like, or someone or the winner gets to pick the co- type of content the loser does for like a day or for an hour or something. I don't know. So I thought, I don't know. It's like, there's various like things you can do to make the stakes more interesting that might not even involve money for the org, but the players would have to just agree to it or, or something. And, you know, I, the match could still be legitimate and it could still be interesting, but you just do it differently. And so, you know, I I think there are ways it can work. I don't know all of them, but yeah, I mean, I don't think everyone has to do exactly what, what Octagon does. And I think if everyone is doing that, I think Octagon, it's like harder to be its own thing. Of course, we still have skits and we still have, you know, a lot of those sorts of things that I think would be a lot harder for other orgs to do or other events. But 
I mean, it would be it's it's neat to take what 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 Octagon is doing here and, and try and change it around a little bit. I think that'd be kind of neat. And so I guess my um, as part of that question is like, could you actually make it like? Uh, so I don't know if you've actually like watch say uh, UFC or something, but a lot of times, or especially back in the day, what they would do is they'd have like a a matchup that was just based on styles where they expected it to be two people who were just going to beat the crap out of each other. And it was just mm -hmm. meant to be there less on the basis of skill and more on the basis of these two are going to be really fun to watch. Let's put them here. And then these two have a genuine beef. So let's put them here. And then the main event's something like, you know, a mango Zane, where it's actually just the two top players going at it, or, the, you know, in that case, like a championship fight. So I guess like, could you even use that to maybe uh, keep from having to blow off all the top tier guys facing each other and just kind of like, Oh yeah. Perm yeah. Permeate the card, so to speak with that. One yeah, of the I most, mean Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was, ahead. I was okay. Uh, I was just going to say really quickly that one of the most, one of the sets that I think people talk about the most still from exhibitions was S2J Lord. Um, Lord, yeah. not not a top player, but certainly like a like a solid oh. one. And and they had a. I, oh. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm not saying he was bad at all. Yeah, you I'm put saying, some respect on Lord, sir. I, I say, well, <laughs> I think Lord's great. It's just well, everyone has a different perspective what top player is. I was just saying it was different. Like uh, there was a little bit of separation, oh. not like a massive one. We think yeah. SUJ and Lord are the exact <laughs> right, same right, skill. Right, right. I know you, is I that what you're saying? I don't know. I think Lord won that set. If I. <laughs> Look, the point is the point is not to trash talk anyone. The point is that it was a little bit different. Like, like you, anyway. And so, at the end, what made it exciting was they were willing to play it in a way that was really fun to watch. In addition to yeah. doing really good stuff, and so yeah. he could just you know, held the ledge. He could have just held the ledge. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think things were way more interesting because there was that kind of expectation there. So I think that could be really fun. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, could, I, and I think like you know, I think there are various players that especially ones that have uh, more developed brands that could be there for that. But even if they don't, I think if they make the melee interesting, I think this could be a way to grow certain players' brands, which could be good for everyone. So True. I think that's I think that's a good thing to do. I think... Uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, that's something we used to do, just you bringing that up, those Falcon Falcon did around Robins. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that stuff is fun, man. Uh, yeah. There are characters you could do that for today. You could do, like, you know, I could see, you know, you take... Who are, who are like what? What's a character where there's a couple up and coming players? I guess okay. LSD stopped playing. I was thinking, yeah, Falco is a good example. I was thinking like LSD Kadoran, you know, yeah. um, or yeah, Falco. You know, say you got you take you know, I don't know, Magi Ginger, um, BBB, Bobby, Bob, yeah, BBB, mm -hmm. and uh, who else is kind of Albert maybe Albert, Albert oh, yeah. and Asler or something, right? Rocky, mm, right? Yeah. And uh, you know that would that would Frenzy. probably be super fun. Frenzy, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Mm -hmm. I think. Ditto, ditto based, like that. Because then there's kind of the narrative, like, oh, like, you know, who's the best, blah, blah, blah. At least who's the best. I mean, obviously, it doesn't actually answer who's the best of those players or whatever, right? Because there's such a thing as being good at the ditto, but it's, it's fun, yeah. And I think the Falcon Ditto one, the Falcon Ditto ones have always been great, yes. Um, there was the one at Pound, uh, four, there was the one at that tournament, which I think was don't get whatever tournament that was, yeah. Anyway, I don't remember, yeah, I, th I think so. Those are fun. Hell yeah. Those are, Those are classic. Falcon, Falcon around Robins. I don't know. Is there something about that that just, that, that particular character, that is something that, that uh, uh, always featured? Yeah. Dude, I think I think it's like the Lord Estrogen thing. I think that people yeah. on any other matchup, they'd be holding the ledge, you know? But Falcon Dittos, especially like in a format like that, you gotta, you gotta go above and beyond. Gotta go for style, baby. Something about <laughs> it. Something about it. Um, I actually, speaking of this sort of, you know, like formats, there's an idea that HRL gave me that I think I'm going to try to make in reality. 
Um, I'm trying to get my fight nights going. So Atrock basically gave him this idea, but uh, I might even bring him on for it if he's down to like help commentate or something. But um, <laughs> the idea is you basically like, this is what I want to do, okay, on stream. So it's like a once a week thing. Like say it's like Friday nights. Maybe if there's a major going on that weekend, you put it off till the next week or something. But every Friday night, there's like a, it's like a, imagine the first week to start off. It's like, I don't know, uh, ginger versus non or something. And then the winner gets some purse of whatever, hundred dollars, just, you know, some amount, whatever, make it worth their while. And they stay on for next week. And then the next week it's going to be this Kadoran plays the winner. So if none wins, it's Kadoran versus none. And then whoever stays on, they basically get a streak going. And then it's just every week there's an, and it's basically an exhibition match first to five or whatever, hype it up a little bit. And you just, it's just basically winner stays on. King of the you know what I mean? Yeah, does the yeah, money, exactly. Does exactly. the amount of money go up if the streak goes longer or, or what? Ooh. Uh, well, wait. Is that money coming from me? Because that right. no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Zane's going to store sponsor. tofu. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I uh, haven't thought that far into it. Yeah, Zane right. lives on idea. the mountain for six years and extorts toe from all his money. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think the idea is I invite who comes on, so I think I just I, am not going to invite Zane. Yeah, no, no things. Yeah, I mean, what you could do is you can also just like cap out a streak at a certain point, and then you could have like a legacy, right? How many people hit this hit this legendary amount of wins or whatever? That'd be cool. It's cool. I like that. Anyway, there's actually not to derail us, but I had been I thought of a like this is a kind of an alternate way of playing. I was playing um just I called it the the. Thanos Gauntlet, or the um, okay. something like that, where someone is basically Ganondorf who's Thanos, and then you're playing different characters, like you know that like they would be plausibly from the Marvel universe. So you know, um, what's a good example? Um, Captain Falcon's Captain America. Right. Um, yeah, you try, and then if you lose, then the handicaps you change the handicaps each time. So you know. Uh, Thanos gets stronger every time he wins a battle, and then more people play <laughs> at the same time. So uh, there's something there. It's like um, oh, I mean, it never really kind of crystallized. Dude, that like reminds me of one of those event matches. If you ever play like the super, the melee yeah. event matches, that reminds 100%. me of like an event match, except yeah. just with real people. Yeah, Thanendorf Gauntlet. There's something there. The Thanendorf Gauntlet. Gauntlet. <laughs> wow, beautiful. So think about that one. Yeah, TLDR. I think there's a lot of ideas. It's just, you know, someone has to do them. I'm probably going to do the fight night thing. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone in my chat even asked me, how would you choose the challenger? However, I feel like it. That's right. It's your show. Bring on whoever the hell I want. That's right. Tell <laughs> them. I'd open up, up, open up to a vote. I don't know. How do we decide which guest to bring on for Radio Melee? We, we, I messaged you usually like Sunday exactly. or Monday. Please. And we hit, and we hit someone up. And this week, the Sandbox. But Go sometimes I ask my chat and I'm like, who do you guys want? Yeah, and it's crazy. I had, I had like 200 people in my chat and all 200 people, no lurkers. They all came in the chat and were like, we want Samox. It was it was beautiful. Aww. All of them. There wasn't a all, single every single person. No, lur no lurkers. <laughs> no one was somewhere using the bathroom. Every, all 200 people said Samox. Crazy. <laughs> I, I was the chat box. I was there. I saw it. That's awesome. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to we're going to get to our next caller. Thank you. Ika. Right. Any shout outs? Uh, yeah, shout out to the Central West Virginia Smash scene. Uh, shout out to my friend, my man Jibs. Uh, he's in Texas now, but you know. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Central, saying it. Central West Virginia is kind of like saying like upper middle class. Right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. But 
We, hey, we got scenes here too. We got you know. Hey, let's go. Oh, yeah, man. I kind of like that the West Virginia scene has so has enough players to where you can divide it up. That's kind of hype. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. It's well, it's kind of like I live in a city called South San Francisco, but it's very confusing because then people are like, "Oh, you live in like the south part of San Francisco." I'm like, "No, I live in South." No. San Francisco. Yeah, that is wow. That is anyway. that is much much more difficult. I think that is you know yeah. I, mean? that, I don't know. I don't, it's a little bit more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Oh, and thanks, Tof, by the way, because I had messaged you and uh, said I wanted more topical content, and I got on the first try, so that's pretty hype. Awesome. <laughs> Glad hey, to help. Thanks, man. Cheers, man. Thank you. More topical content. Yeah, we got some questions. Uh, I think we got some questions about, you know, metagame and Sandbox stuff that hopefully people can gonna get. They have enough time Ooh. for everybody. So let's get our next caller on. Eska? Hello, Eska. Where are you calling in from? My bad. I was uh, muting the Twitch stream. Uh, I'm from NorCal. I've met you at uh, Pappy's. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Love NorCal. You still there? Yep. Uh, somebody else. Oh, that was warm. okay, okay. That was warm. All right. What's your What's your question? Shout out to NorCal. Let me get the doc since uh, it's a, it's quite mm -hmm. a bit. All right. So, given that I'm a controller modder, I've been doing this three and a half years, give or take, uh, commission wise. Like mm -hmm. that, I've seen the controller market for quite a bit, and I've seen it go very, very downhill. As in. You could throw a controller for three hundred bucks; it goes fast, fast because the demand is really, really there. But mm. the question isn't really about that, since those are for the cash cows, the people that are like, "Oh, I need this controller to not go to," and they still go to. But uh -huh. but yeah, so it's like the the issue I'm being seen is that the game controller supply is just gonna end one day; it's just gonna dry out. All the controllers mm. be left are just the crusty like. Like they the ones that they tried to refurbish, but you got a shitty stick box. Mm. <laughs> so like the the issue I'm thinking about is like, what can we do to fix this for the new people that see it, see the game on Twitch or whatever? It's like, oh, I want to play that. They go to eBay, put on a game controller. They're all a hundred bucks. You don't even know if you're gonna get a good a good controller or anything. It's just yeah, a hundred bucks down. You don't even know what you're getting. It's like eventually you're gonna get to that point, and it's like. It's like it's not gonna be really sustainable because not everybody can drop two hundred bucks on a Smashbox or whatever. I'm not gonna talk about like the upcoming different org projects because I have my issues there and how they're gonna possibly support it given my my issues with previous things. But whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, parties. Uh, yeah, it's like because even then I have yet to see a third party that does pots uh, pots well. Uh, yeah. So the question basically boils down to controllers are going to run out. What can we do to fix this? Because if we want to expand the scene, that is something very important that we need to do. We need to uh, address because there's a, there is separate projects like Gumi's uh, 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 PCBs are in fires with uh, his click box, but like those are going to be very niche, either due to price or just due to like it's one person running that project. So what can, what can we do about the controller market eventually going to, going dry? Right. Well, why do you think it's going to be very niche, right? Because, like, I my understanding is that, you know, for, for, for example, my understanding is that he wants to make it, Gumi, for example, wants to make it so that it's kind of affordable and available for everybody. Um, 
like I'm I I see your I see your point and I do think it's concerning but I think it was if anything I think I used to think more about this sort of thing right like I was really worried about controllers running out and drying up a couple years ago now it actually seems like there are alternatives because a couple years ago there weren't alternatives right like if we just ran out of GameCube controllers that was it and we were done and you know it was like oh my god this is this is like a really serious concern now we actually do have alternatives right it's like obviously there's like you know smashbox box frame one um there's uh the goom wave which can be mass produced i think is being mass produced i think gumi's vision is to have it be eventually once the supply and demand makes sense and once he's able to kind of I haven't spoken with him in like a couple months about it, but but last I heard it was like he was trying to make them quite affordable. And if anything, they should make life easier for controller modders, not harder because, you know, people will still want things like notches or whatever. People will still want things like uh, whatever fancy trigger plugs and things like that. But um, but the the base package of like you can get a reliable controller in theory should just be there for everybody. So I, I actually used to be more worried about this than I am now. I've also heard good things about the Panda controller. I know that they apparently are, there's, I know that they're controller, you know, official controller modders that they're actually like working with to make sure things right. are good. But yeah, obviously we have no idea how that's going to turn out. Like we want to put our, our hope in it, but, um, you know, uh, we, we, we just don't know. So it's hard to comment on, but I will say it does feel like these days there actually are. Because, yeah, you're right. I think back in the day, it was like, if you wanted a, a non-official controller, like, there was, like, really crappy, like, mad, mad cats, like, right. really awful third-party controllers that were terrible. Um, but now there are third-party options that are actually, like, pretty promising. So I would say I'm less worried about this than I used to be. I used to be very worried about it, though. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, there's not a whole lot I feel like I can add to that. Tove covered that really well, I feel like. Um... I guess the only other thing I can really say is um, it is, and this is kind of like one of the main arguments about um, the rectangle people, is if you become a rectangle person, you no longer have to worry about getting things modded a lot. Um, I mean, maybe that's not true, but that's my understanding anyway. Yeah, so, you just use it to stop, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, it just goes for like, you know, years or something. And so you don't Dude, have to if keep I, if I was just if I was starting fresh, I would probably I'd probably use a rectangle then. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. They, they seem legit. Wore out, so it's like eventually you will have to tune stuff up, but like sure. it's a, it's a little more like just buy the box and let go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like um I like Tove said, I mean, having these alternatives is is gonna be okay for us. And then I also I mean maybe this is not I don't know how useful this is, but the fact that new controllers do get made sometimes, even if they're not always the best, it seems like some of them are okay. Some of them have parts that are okay. And I feel like that's probably got to be able to do some good too. So I think that's going to hold off some issues as well. Grant, I mean, that doesn't change the base issue, but I feel like it it buys us time to where we are making more of our own solutions. And while I feel like you know, I'd really like for the Panda controller to to be it. I don't really know, like Tove said, but I do feel, I, yeah, as we far as I understood, yeah, as far as I heard, like what Tove was saying, they're working with modders, and it seems like that should be a pretty good shot. So I, I don't know for sure, but it, I feel like we're going to be able to hold on till then with the solutions we have and, and everything. But yeah, I mean, things are kind of crazy right now. I don't want people to have to pay a bunch up front to get into Melee. But yeah. granted that 
there it is still it's it's a decent upfront cost um and i think you know there are other there are some other things about melee that can be a bit of an upfront cost i think it can still be better for melee than for a lot of other games to get in um yeah so at least we have like that going for us. oh that's true yeah yeah, yeah. sure, sure. You, yeah. you, you know what you know what i will add is that as a controller person you should make this your mission in the sense that like okay here's the thing right like Back a year, a couple years back, there weren't really controller people like that. There weren't really modders like that. Maybe there was there was like typo. Oh yeah, typo is exactly why I got into this. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, back, but back in the day, there was like one or two of them worldwide, basically. And I think that like there's a lot of controllers out there that are pretty crappy. Like just game, like the average game controller is like kind of whatever, right? But like. If you know your stuff, if you know, you know, for example, if you can install a capacitor, notch, if you can, um, uh, if you know how to, like, you know, buy, like, potentiometers and replace those or solder or whatever, like, as a, as a good controller modder, you can take and otherwise, or, or replace the stick box or whatever, like, if you can take a crappy controller and make it better, right? So, like, there's a lot of crappy controllers out there that many years ago, people would just not want to use. But now, like... Say that's like eighty percent of controllers or whatever, like feel bad, like you know you can bring those to life, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of how point. I would try to think about it. Is that like you know I've got a ton of controllers sitting around my, I've probably got like twenty bad controllers sitting around my house. Um, that a couple years ago I just kind of I don't know why I guess I hoard when it comes to controllers and <laughs> GameCube peripherals, but you know I could take those and give them to a, a good controller modder and they can at least use some of the parts from them. Or they can Frankenstein them together to make a really good controller, or they can replace the potentiometers. Because I know that there's, my understanding is there are potentiometer suppliers that are not just Nintendo, right? There are like several manufacturers. Eska? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's a little bit. It's so there's uh, the for the analog pots for the shields and the mm -hmm. stick pots. You can buy them. But I think the shield pots are very, very expensive or in like Europe only, or at least US wise, they're very expensive. Spires has found the uh, stick pots, but I'm not too sure what the current state of that. It's just that my big issue with that is that uh, they could at any time say, oh, we're not making these anymore. We're not going to sell them. Because right. we could have That's stick boxes, we could have PCBs, but if we don't have good pots, it's like mm. we're just kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This yeah, dude, I, we have we get so many questions. Like we get so many questions, and I always feel like it's kind of funny how I I I don't know. Maybe this is not the way to answer this particular one, but I always kind of feel like, man, if only we just made this stuff ourselves, we'd be all right. And that, that <laughs> we've solved so many problems that way. Yeah. I don't know if we solve this one well, that way or not. Too, but, right? At yeah, least I mean, box controllers, right? At, at least, least box boxes. Yeah. Like I I mean for me at this point if literally I can never get a controller again I will just buy a box and learn how to you know what I mean? I'll just do that. Oh. Yeah, so, we have no choice, yeah. We have that option now, right? So and so I would say that alone we're in a better spot than we were a couple years ago. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we've got more people like yourself that can take controllers and take old bad controllers and make them better. So I would say you know, th this should be like, I, I don't have an end-all, be-all answer for you, but, you know, you can make this your mission. Yeah, it's just to start the conversation, since eventually we're going to have to do this, one way yeah. or another. It's good right. to start thinking about. It is. It is. It is.
But yeah, I would say, you know, that's the that's the the kind of thing that the male community has is like people who they identify a problem and they're like, like Sam Ox. Yeah, people well, said, hey, you know, I, I was gonna say like story. I know I know a lot about you know constructing narratives and shooting interviews and stuff like that. Um, I I'm pretty sure the potentiometer is an is a word and it refers <laughs> to something. Uh, I have yes. no idea though, but. Hearing Tove talk about it, hearing Eska talk about it, um, it does kind of make me feel like, okay, well, this is definitely something that we are tailor-made as a community to deal with. This is something that, you know, as soon as a, a problem approaches the, the Melee community or the Smash community, we deal with it. And I, I, am, I am not super concerned about um, that. Uh, and not to say it's not an issue, just saying that I'm not, I, I think we will be able to deal with this if it, if it becomes an issue. Yeah, I don't see this being the thing that, and, you know, this, I don't see this, this as being the, the thing that, that it's like, oh, we can't play Smash anymore. Guess we're, yeah. I, I guess we're not here. I, I, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't see it reaching that point. Yeah, it's going to be more of a traffic bump more than anything. And Sam Alex, I'm yeah. so sorry. I picked, I picked the worst week. <laughs> Oh no! Don't worry, man. I'm I'm just here to you know talk to these guys and listen. I I had no idea about this issue. I'm kind of glad I'm I am here for this. So uh, mm. just to hear about this kind of stuff. Right now, Samox yeah. can tell millions of people about it, and then the billionaire that sees this can get into production and solve the problem. Thank you, Samox, for being mm. here. No, this is this is how it works. This is how the chain reaction <laughs> works, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got any shout outs or anything like that, Eska? Uh, I want to shout out the NorCal Ultimate scene. They've, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love out, the North Ultimate. I too. burned the hell out of the uh, Ultimate, but I really loved uh, hanging out with them. So that mm -hmm. probably didn't help. Uh, they've also funded a bunch of Fomai. So if you're in NorCal and like near the Milpitas area, go get go there. It's amazing food. Uh, Chainsaw Man was mid as hell, but uh, Dandadan is pretty good. Read Overgeared uh, 2020, uh, God of Blackfield, and uh, watch Nomad 2 Megaloo Box. It's very, very good. Are All those right. two different ones? So, it's no matter. Like... Go ahead. Oh, I cut you off. Sorry. It sounded like you said Nomad Two Megalobox, but I thought those were two different anime. So Megalobox Season One, Megal uh, Nomad is Season Two, and Nomad. Oh, got it. No Nomad, you could probably watch without watching Megalobox. And it, it goes pretty like uh, flashbacky in it, so I'm pretty sure you could have. Uh, go in blind and still really enjoy it i love a good origin story it's kind of mm -hmm. like watching god slayer without watching the original metagame <laughs> you could do that you could do that if you wanted <laughs> you don't have to watch them in order i mean you can't i love you the should, reference probably. all right thank you eska see you around one of these oh, oh, tournaments oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. you got one more one last one, uh, uh, on my twitter i'm doing a controller giveaway because i need clout to Make money. Okay. So at Eska Bruin, so E S C A B R E R A E N, and it's uh, just uh, E S C A B R E R A E N. Yep. So Escabrarian. Escabrarian. Yep. And uh, okay. it's something that works for both Ultimate and Melee, so hopefully it's a wide net. So yeah. yeah so I, I just got to show my shit, too, because uh, I need to make money. No, Do good it. call. Yeah, if you guys uh, want to take part in this controller giveaway, go go check them out. Probably got to follow and retweet or whatever. It's a good deal. 
All right, Eska. Well, I'll see you around. And uh, everybody go check out Eska's controller giveaway. Uh, he does quality controller work. I saw him at Ultimate Tournament a while back. Um, and uh, yeah, love to, see, love to see a young entrepreneur Hell yeah, doing, man. Doing, doing stuff in Melee. I think we're about ready to get our next caller on. Uh, so I, love the, I love that you referenced uh, Sam Ox's stuff while we were typing that. That was fun. It's all about, it's all about <laughs> bringing things back. You know what I'm saying? It's about mm. going out there and, getting, and then bringing it back going full circle. That's right. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. That's right. Space opera. Love a good space opera. Uh, where are you calling in from today? You're muted. Yeah, I agree. You are definitely muted, space opera. Uh-oh. Do we have to help them unmute? Sometimes we have to help people unmute in here. It's like challenge. It's like a... Uh-oh. Oh. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hey, Hello? there we go. Hey, hey. hey Call it in from outer space. I'm, I'm new to Discord. Oh, uh, no worries. Uh, so, hey, my name is uh, Space Opera, or Ajay, and I'm calling in from Washington, D.C., and uh, my question is, I guess, mostly uh, directed towards PPMD, given his experience, but, you know, okay. you guys are all... Uh, you know, free to uh, comment on it. Uh, my question is, so, you know, this past weekend at Octagon, uh, we saw uh, Mango lose again to Zane. So I was just wondering, you know, what adaptations does Mango need to make uh, in order to get the edge on uh, Zane's mark? Great question. That okay. is an excellent Samox, question. Samox, you start. So <clears throat> if I've learned anything <laughs> from sand stacking, it's <laughs> yes. that... Yeah, you need to be very careful uh, yes. for each square that you place. <laughs> I think you can extrapolate this into uh, what Mango needs to do, which is um, use a tweezer to manipulate his buttons. I think that's the best thing he could do. <laughs> you mean a Amazing. literal tweezer, or are you trying to make a metaphor with precision? No, I literally mean this tweezer right here that you would normally use in sand stacking. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's probably the next step. You know, we were just talking about controller mods and controllers. It's adding the tweezer to the GameCube controller. That's the wow. real next step. No, I have no wow. fucking clue um, what Mango can do. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think, PP? I, I am pulling it up now, so I don't say some real ignorant stuff. So I'm going to stall set? and say Tof can You're go. You're pulling yeah. up the set right now? I'm watching the set right now. Are you going to watch the set at 2x speed? Did you watch, have you seen the set, PB? I have. I watched it live, and I watched it on stream uh, yesterday. But I'm just okay. watching it again just so I can, like, because the way... these, these sorts of things, no, when, you, when you have more people watching, you're just like, all right, I'm not going to, I don't want to. Hey, I will say I really liked your, um, I, I loved, me and Scar talked about it a fair bit when we commentated the last two sets of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Nun versus Moki and Manga versus Zane? Really liked your. What's it called? There was a name. We had a brand for. We had a little name for it, but it was your. You had. You had like a little. It's like thing to watch for this player. Like it's yeah. Like this what was that called? It's like Kevin's Corner or something. Yeah, Kevin's Corner. That's what it Kevin's was. Corner. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Was I really cool. like your your thing for none was like you know he'll get you into a scramble then he'll kind of outplay you out of that and it's like oh mm -hmm. it happened again oh it happened again oh it happened again <laughs> yeah I mean when down. I made that I did analysis beforehand and I looked at everything that happened mm -hmm. and um. And I kept looking for the things that happened a lot, so I talked about that, and I tried to make like just like a few bullet points to make that happen. Hey, um, wait, I didn't so, see what did you put for me? So I'm completely hijacking. So, so I'm completely changing the topic. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. You are changing the topic, but it is funny. So what I did was, um, what I did was I 
for you guys, I was asked by um, by the production to I was asked to just look at talk about general things because that would they they I was informed that that would make it um, easy to follow no matter uh, how things went. And so that was what I did. I, I regrettably and tragically did not um, look at a lot of Toe versus Falcon videos, but I can always solve that problem if you if you want me I've to. I've got a lot of gameplay footage. That's true. Toe's been around, and he's been doing work, man. He's had the drug fox last so season. Did you have a Kevin's Corner tidbit for me? I did. I did. I did. Do you remember I, what it was? What was my um, key to victory or whatever? That's I, I mean, I talked about like the fox keys and the falcon keys, and I talked about how uh, if you're if you're fox, what you want to kind of do is you want to hit the low percent tech chases either on platforms or on the ground, and you want to make sure um, also that like you're staying right outside of where Falcon can like swing, usually like with aerials in place or slightly forward, so that way you can pressure what he does afterward, because um, that's something that foxes do really well that messes up Falcons a whole lot. And those are kind of like the two big ones that I kind of noticed a lot just from like because I was watching Cody uh, S2J oh, and I was also watching Zone Two. You're talking about Zone Two. Okay, sure. Yeah, I don't. You know about I don't zone two? As, I'm not as familiar. I know the idea of it, but I don't know the specific yeah. space. But yeah, it probably is zone two. Sounds like a double so, zone two to me. Yeah, heck, yeah, heck, yeah, zone two. That's my boy. We go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, to to un to regrettably leave our boy zone two behind for a moment, um, mm. and return to the question. Um, so you watching now. I had did you see it how I expertly. Did you see how I expertly stalled for you by asking this stupid? Oh, you did. Stupid. I didn't. I oh man. So did you I, see I, how special I, that was? It was good. It was good. But I was like, oh, Tope really wants me to answer this, so I have to stop watching the set so I can answer him more. That was really good. But I got, I got scared. I was like, Tope really wants me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all, it's all good though. It's all good though. I got a little bit more of what I needed while we were talking. So, okay. So that, so that was fantastic. Thank you, King. Um, so Mango against Zane's Marth, I think like, I think a little bit of it is going to come down to, um, some different ways of edge guarding. And I don't think Mango did a bad job. I just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Mango gets a lot of openings and Mango will kill a lot and everything like that, right? But it's like Zane is almost like when Zane's getting openings, he's just killing faster and he's hitting things more consistently. So, like, that's kind of like part of the bar, right? Like, Mango just has to be there a little bit more. But I, you know, I kind of uh, watching a little bit of the, watching a little bit of the first game again, I do kind of recognize that, like, what, I mean, this might be a bit of a philosophical thing because I think not everyone really agrees with this, but I have always kind of felt like rushing down Marth has not really been the way. And I know that some people disagree with that. But when I watch oh. um, and I watch Mango take a little bit more time, it tends to work a little bit better for him. And uh, when he's going nuts on shield, it, it'll be like a 50-50 on whether it works or not, it seems like. But Zane's getting really, really good at reversaling out of that. And so I've always kind of been of the mind that and again, this is not every person agrees with this and everything like that. So that's that is if you're asking me, you know, I am going to say that I think there's a different way to do it. But um, taking not you don't have to necessarily be really defensive either, but getting Marth into a place where he's got to start guessing more. And if he does hold shield, which Mango is actually really good at getting Zane to hold shield. If you take that time and instead of like trying to rush uh you just kind of say well there's nothing you can really do here i'm not going to hit you but i'm going to like space on you so you can't do much i think that's that at least if you do that sometimes i think that makes it harder for marth to deal with just as a character and i don't think that's something that uh mango does a lot and 
he'll do he does things where he gets there and he makes that happen some and then he'll do something aggressive from there and so i think zane just kind of waits that out a lot of the time and so i think like that is something that's big for me in addition to like edge guarding because mango combos really well um mango will have like pretty good edge guards mango juggles really well like and he tech chases well like there's it's like it's not like he has like a mat like a ton of holes or anything like that it's just the they're they're just like it just needs to all kind of come together more. It just needs to like be as consistent as Zane's being, which is hard for really anyone because yeah. Zane is Zane yeah. is a monster. So Zane played, um, yeah, he's really reliable. Um, like he when he gets into a situation where he can flowchart the edge guard and like react to everything and cover everything, mm-hmm. he he was like super good about that. Uh, I remember some gimps, some reversals. Reversals is really good word because I remember in the Kevin's corner you were saying that. A big part of the game is going to be Zane finding reversals. And remember, there was that game where yes. Mango was at zero, and Zane was at like 120 on Dreamland, and it was like, it was like mm-hmm. that classic Mutant King moment, you know? Obviously, yeah. it was King of Zane, but it was like one of those Mutant King moments. Mm-hmm. I-, I was remarking that the Golden Guardian skin being like looking kind of like Black Marth made mm-hmm. it like that. But there were a lot yeah. of moments where Mango, if he just like. He there were games for sure that he kind of just got edged out because and 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 the thing about Marth is like Marth doesn't have a Marth in his shield, for example, is like kind of limited. Marth on the ledge yeah. is kind of limited. You have to yeah. make you have to take a risk there. And and I felt like a lot of the situations where it was like, okay, Zane's gonna take a risk here to like try to go for a reversal. Um, he got him a lot. Yeah. Like he would do these forders out of shield and like nares out of shield. I saw this was, I think this might have even been from this. This wasn't from the set itself. This is from one of the friendlies that they played yeah. the, the day of, but, but this kind of exemplifies what I'm talking about. I remember Mango shined Zane's shield and, um, and then he went in, you know, Mango likes to go for that laser pressure because he's like, oh, the average Marth might wave dash out of shield. So I'm going to cover that with a laser to kind of lock them down as they're trying to get out of their shield, whatever, keep the pressure going. And Zane reads that Mango's going for, it could not have been on reaction. He reads that Mango's going for laser pressure and he does Nair out of shield with Marth. Mm-hmm. And then almost that Nair into a grab. And, and you know, Marth's Nair is not what I would call a very standard out of shield option. Right. You know, that, that's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's, a, it's got a fair bit of startup. So um, uh, the fact that, that Zane's getting so many of those, uh, like those need to change for sure. And I think you're right on the edge guarding thing. Like, I think it comes down to like Zane is a system. And I don't think Mango is a system. I think it feels like Mango's kind of, you know, he's kind of making up as he goes. And I feel like if, dude, this is like an old Phil ism for NorCal. Mm. Uh, by the way, Samux went invisible. Um, yes, he did. Okay, LSD in my chat says Nair out of shield is the best option. So maybe it's just completely standard these days. Well, then Mango needs to cover it. He's got to make it. He's got to make it the worst option again. You know, he's got to. I don't know, double shine more or something. Because uh, because because that'll that'll stuff it for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you you need a system like Phil used to say. Like the way you upset people. Not that this would be an upset or what have you, but. The way you the way you gotta play if you're like if you're trying to beat someone that that it's like a challenge to beat or something like that is mm-hmm. you got your edge guards. Like yeah. it just makes the whole difference. Yeah, I mean I agree with that. that. Yeah, you the know? edge guards, like cause you could just get a random hit. Like if you're doing if you're having a rough game and you kind of kick someone off the stage at 30 and you know things aren't really going your way, but you're like, okay, I know what to do, and then they yeet out. I mean, that's that is just 
that is huge, that massive and big. So um, I, I think that's us. really big. Yeah, all, absolutely. And so, you know, I also kind of just want to say that um, I also just want to say that like Mango, like when their set started on Saturday, Zane was really flowing well and looked really prepared for a lot of stuff Mango was doing. But actually, um, as Mango started changing up the way he was playing neutral, because he was he was changing a lot of things while he was playing, and he was starting yeah. to throw Zane off his game a lot. Like it wasn't just like Zane was just perfect the whole time. Like Mango really started throwing him off, made Zane drop things, mess up a neutral some. So it's again, it's not like Mango is out at all against Zane. This is not something that's being suggested here. It's more just like if if he can if he can create the things he's already creating and push the advantages further then he would be in a better spot like that's that's really it and it's like and it, as and you can talk about like it being like a falco thing or like a or like a falco mar thing but i i really do think that you know as well as mango can play and as and as much you know good stuff as he's as he's done to zane um i think i think it's entirely possible for him to uh to to make make things stronger and um you know to make it a reverse the next time they play or whatever so yeah, I yeah. Mean, edge guards, edge guards could bring it together, but um, certainly, certainly other things can can too. And um, yeah, I think I think he can make it happen. Random tidbit here, but also uh, also Mega was saying on stream uh, yesterday that he you know he really does want to start dual maining again, and he's planning on trying to use a little bit more Fox than Falco in the Marth matchup. He so. was playing so much Fox beforehand. I think many was, people were yeah. expecting him to do that. Um, and mm -hmm. so that would have been very interesting to have seen him done that. And honestly, it would be, it, you know, if you're not talking about Falco Marth, you're saying, what does Mango the player need to do? Well, maybe it's Fox or maybe it's Fox for certain levels, or maybe it's Fox to just throw off Zane's timing even more because he's like, I was saying, he already was able to do that some. So there yeah. are, there are still, there are still ways to do it. And, and, um, there are ways that Fox can do edge guards, for example, that can make things more straightforward than when Falco does it. So that could be, mm -hmm. that could clean up something as well so you know there are there are various ways he can he can solve and and maybe this is one of the solutions or maybe it's just part of it or you know who knows and maybe it just works for a while like but i you know so i, I hopefully hopefully that gives uh the nation some hope yeah I, I would also just add by the way there's so much footage of them playing friendlies like if you want to see what it looks like like there are definitely stretches when they play friendlies where mango looks really really good like yeah. you can go watch those friends like they're all on zane's channel from mm -hmm. them playing irl for hours and hours like you could definitely find matches where it's like yeah this is what mango needs to do like like the information is there you know you just got to go watch the videos watch the footage sure check the tapes check the tapes good question <laughs> space opera uh thanks so much guys that uh that analysis definitely makes sense and, you know, looking forward to see uh, Mango taking some games. I mean, I love them both, so it's hard to root yeah. against them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Any uh, GGs? You got any shout-outs you want to do? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make a couple. Uh, first of all, I'd like to shout-out my, uh, you know, law school uh, smash playing friends. Uh, Gabe, Dennis, uh, Jordan, Tyler, uh, Cam. And I'd also like to shout-out my... Uh, my uh, childhood friend whom I played a lot of Melee with growing up, Alec Cohen, who is getting married later this year. Hey, oh, let's wow. go. Hey. Congratulations. Great shout out. So yeah, uh, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, honor to meet all you guys. I've uh, been a big mm -hmm. fan of the scene for a long time. Thank you. Honor to talk to you, Space Opera.
There's great, great username, by the way. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we got two more callers today. Uh, Let's go. So without further ado, hello, hello. Ninja Boy, you're back. Well, welcome back. You're muted. There we go. There we go. And yet? And you're muted again. Well, it could be it could be that they didn't configure their mic in Discord or Discord switch their mic source. Oh man. Oh shit. Yeah, you gotta click on that gear. You're gonna want to go to audio and video settings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had to do you that. Have to do that. You gotta do that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you do that. That's how it goes yep. on Discord. In the name of the channel, mic check for this reason. Don't we have them? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fine, dude. What are you, a nerd? You're gonna check your mic, bro? <laughs> yeah, all right, we no, got we're, okay, we're switching calls. the we're switching the order of the oh, people. Snap! Wow, Twitch this is guy. web. What a this what a guy. legend! Twitch is web. The internet. <laughs> Hi. Oh, what up? You got a nice voice, dude. Yes, yeah, he does. That's how he, that is how he sounds. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing today? Good. Wonderful, especially now that you're here, King. Hell yeah! Hi, dog. <laughs> what you do you know, got for us today man that's such a wonderful question let me remember it's been so long since i typed it no um my question for all of you was uh about metagame it mm. is what uh is there anything special that either was uh cut from metagame or that you wish you talked about like any sort of interesting story or concept oh from th Ugh, that's a good question I mean, um, I that is an excellent question. There's so much um, that you can potentially cover. This is one of those things, too, that applies to the original Smash Talk, where it was like, you know, I wanted to um, cover forward, forward story, uh, because uh, he yeah. was like the OG sort oh. of like living off couches and like, oh, you know, yeah. but I, I was, I was never able to get to the Southwest. And so unfortunately, we never hooked up to talk about that. Um, that was a big regret, and obviously not having a, an interview with Azen uh, for the first one. Um, Did you try to get him, by the way? Or was he just too elusive? Yeah, Azen was the only one that actually straight up just refused an That's interview. That's what I thought. Refused? Yeah, he wow. did not want to... At the time, he just did not want to do it. He did later on, after it had already come out. Then he was like, oh, yeah, you want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> you know Wait, how much is? later? You know how much is? later? <laughs> uh, like it, it was like a good six months, I think. Think afterwards that um, uh, he had time to watch uh, it and think yeah. about it. He saw that it is sponsored. People, that's like that's when people are like uh, the people that like a stock uh, has been going way up, and then they're like, and, and then finally you know that it, like it's already grown a bunch. They're like, yeah. oh, we got to get in now. And then, but yep. they already missed the boat, you know. Yeah, as in like, as in buys high, as in buys high. He buys high. He buys high. That's um, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. There, I, there's a lot of untold stories about the original, which, uh, actually, you know what? I just thought of another great Any Samox favorites? facts. Um, Ooh, well, let's go. Well, Patreon.com slash Samox. Yeah, that's the, that, you can get them. But I, I'll tell you one right now. I, I um, When I was in the MDVA area doing the interviews, and I will get around to the you know stories for metagame, Twitch uh, is web question, uh, but... When I was doing Smash Brothers stuff, I was uh, in the area to, to interview Chillin' and um, Wife. 
and uh, and and chewed at as well. Uh, we were, I was gonna stay or like go to his house for like a smash fest um, and do all that. So I I rented a I believe it was a Yaris Yaris car. It was a very tiny compact car. Toyota, yeah. Um, and uh, you know when when I was in the area, I went to Washington D.C. Took a ten hour bus ride down there and then rented the car. I don't know why I didn't just rent it where I was and drive there way faster. Um, I was living in Boston at the time. So a 10-hour ride to, to Washington, D.C. It was a little rough. But I ended up deciding that, you know what, I'm not even going to try to get a hotel room. I didn't have enough money, so I was just going to sleep in the car. And oh, the Yaris, man. if you know anything about a Yaris, is like this, it's like this oh, big. They're not no. big, yeah. It's they're small. so teeny. So I, the first night, I actually slept about um, maybe two, 500 yards away from the White House in Washington, D.C., Oh wow! Um, and uh, so I was sort of getting used to, to sleeping in it. The next day, I actually I felt like you know kind of rough, but um, I ended up um, feeling kind of good. Like I, I went to this park and took a run, and I was like, wow. I, could, I could live like this. I could live like forward and just sort of you know live <laughs> live, live on the road, like be a smash oh, um, you know, cool. so, cool. <laughs> But thankfully, uh, Chu and Chu's father insisted that I not sleep in the car. Uh, yeah. When I was, you know, filming the Smash Fest, I was like, "You have to come inside and sleep on the floor." So, um, man, but... the luxury life—you got the floor, man. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, there were a lot of a lot of stories that didn't make it into the Smash Brothers, and there were um, quite a few that made it in, that that were um, I didn't get to do in in metagame. I mean, I wish that I had you know, more time to cover every single aspect of um, a lot of the, the stories that I did. Uh, obviously, in retrospect, it would have been cool to kind of get Leffen's story at the time. Um, and I did do an interview with him um, before, but it was a very short interview, not unlike the interview I did with Mango at, for the first documentary. Um, it was too loud and it didn't really work and it was just mm. it was it was at beast or uh, sorry beauty nine so it was just sort of like at, at the tournament it, it was just kind of uh, on a on a whim um so having him and his side of the story could have been really interesting i think it ended up fine though because he he really was sort of this more of a force of change in the story it wasn't really about him so much as like the ending of an era where they were passing the baton um but there are some stories um that, you know, like, I had to be removed after the fact um, that, uh, you know, it was as a result of the the allegations and stuff that happened last summer. Um, so, you know, the, metagame has taken some body body blows by just circumstance. Wow. Uh, and yeah, yeah. There, there's an alternate universe where, you know, there's a lot less creeps and, you know, the, the resulting creation is a lot better for it. Um, so, you know, uh, but to be honest, had to get had to get Ludwig to dub over more. I know, I know. I just love it. it. Comes on and it says like he's like Smash player and competition. What is he? And he says something like, "Yeah, it's like Armada hits really hard." Yeah, yeah. Thanks, that's the 10k <laughs> viewer streamer presence. Yeah. Yes, he really put everything into that one. He did. Uh, yeah, it's good. Probably. It's a good line. Whatever he said. It's punchy. It's punchy. Oh, yes. Uh, it is It is kind of like, um, I, you know, in retrospect, also having maybe more about, um, 
Mewtwo King and and uh, Hungry Box. Although at the sure. time I felt like I, I had already covered a lot of their their stories um, in the previous in talk. The first one, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, ah, I want to put the more of the focus on different players. So Mango, Armada, and PP obviously got got mm-hmm. the most spotlight. But mm-hmm. you know, if I could go back and add in like the little like the the Return of the King at the Big House Three could have been cool. That would been um, cool. So yeah, there's but, so many. You know, it, I, I like. I'm going to ask this question a little differently, which is like moments from that era that I think, you know, could be in a separate documentary. Like I mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in Japan in this era and Japan had like an endless, there were, there were so many stories and uh, kind of interesting tidbits. Oh, I yeah. still think someone could go and do, yeah, you know, even talking to, I, I remember talking to Captain Jack uh, when I, when I hung out with him in Japan and he was telling me about the Jack Garden tournament, you know, that Bomb Soldier and Ken played at. And, you know, and how big of a surprise. Because you got to realize, like, back then, uh, I think the way people looked at that match in America was, um, oh, man, this is, like, the best, Martha versus best Falco or whatever. This guy, Bomb Soldier, he's super, you know, super good, super technical Falco, which he was. But it was really interesting because in Japan, it was a total upset. Right, for example, wow, yeah. the bomb soldier did that good. No yeah, one really knew who bomb soldier was going into that tournament, and he it was yeah. interesting because apparently the people that he played with, because he's from Tokyo, okay, and the people that he played with could all beat him, but he got a really good. Apparently, he got like a really good bracket where he had to play a bunch of people coming in from out of town from Osaka and these other Japanese cities, and they never played a Falco like bomb soldier, so he kind of, kind of you know tore through his bracket. And Dude, he was the guy wild. that ended up representing Japan to fight Kent, you know? And, and, and so I don't think the uh, America ever got that side of the story, you know, for example. Yeah, I yeah. Think, they, like, they, had, they were confused when, he came, when Bomb Soldier came to OC3 and didn't um, do super hot. They were like, oh, they, they had a narrative about him then, or they're like, oh, it was, you know, like there was some confusion at the time. So I think mm-hmm. people probably piece things together in a certain way, but... Yeah, I right. mean, I, I don't remember when I heard about that. Maybe I heard about. Maybe I heard it from you. Even I don't. I don't. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Might, fully could have remember. been. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, could have been. But I. Yeah, I, I heard that. I think a year or two ago about Bomb Soldier, and I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of random maybe. stories like that. Yeah, there, there should yeah. be some. I mean, it'd be cool if there, someone did some sort of Japan melee doc because there well, were a lot there, of interesting tidbits. There was a um a dude named I believe Slim Shady. I don't know how you say it. Um, Shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, German he, guy, the German Doctor Mario player. He did a um a Japan doc. Um, oh, that's right. It's more mm, modern though. It's, true. it's not as much like yeah. historical stuff, but right. uh, definitely worth taking a look at because there are definitely some interesting stories that he covers. Um, about a Falcon player that I can't remember his name, but really, really interesting. Yeah, I'll look up what it's called right now. Um, and then anything else? Be you mentioned Big House Three. Yeah. Uh, um, I I guess the only other thing I would say would be like, if I was going to be selfish, I would say it'd be really cool if there was a bit on like Scar and Melee it on me. Um, because yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, you know, that was kind of it. Was kind of an interesting. Uh, like shift this was like the transition to like facebook and this was kind of mm. the period where we got away from for example a lot of the the la- like the 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 language that we used to use that was pretty toxic mm-hmm. back in the day you know and scar kind of mm. honestly scar and prog kind of spearheaded that and that, that was kind of yeah. i mean i don't know if i don't you know obviously there's so many directions you, there's so many stories you can tell well, no, that, that's a good. That's a good one. I think the the cultural shift that was, you know, that happened was, I think, did. It was that that was sort of the turning point because we were all we were all eyes were sort of on Evo and what right, wasn't right, mainly right. on me. It, the podcast was created as a response to this potential that we could be 
in Evo. At Evo, right, 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 exactly. Yeah, that was the... And so for me, like, I, I look back on that era kind of like as the the melee FGC kind of integration era where melee got kind of yeah. incorporated into Evo and these other uh, fighting game tournaments, and, and, and those really propelled melee. And I uh, think of the that that period as kind of like like the melee on me period of my life, where like yeah. it was like, and then and there was like M I O M Mango, you know, remember yeah. M I O M yeah. Mango yeah. before yeah. it was, and there was uh, V G B C P P, you mm-hmm. know, before the and and C T M two K and H box, and I thought that was an interesting. Uh, there's something, you know, there's there's something uh, there's something there for sure. I think, yeah, where there was I'm like sure. a, uh, yeah, it was like a cultural shift, and I don't know how. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, anyway, I think we were we were getting more cognizant of the fact that we had a bigger stage potentially, right. um, and and that really kind of drove home the phone. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should re-examine some of these things that we haven't really talked about and like talked you know, about. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it honestly it it really changed everything for for the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as uh, any more stories I can think of that didn't make it into metagame. Or that I wanted to do. Um, there were a few segments that I just I couldn't find a place for. Um, there's an extra actually where there's it's uh, Mango describing where he got his username or I'm sorry his his gamer tag, um, ah. which is I kept on trying to find the right place to put it, but it just mm. it wasn't I could never make it work. Um, you know I I'm, that's definitely going to be an extra for sure. Um, mm, but he it's. That. You know, a fun little snippet of him, or like you know, some CS:GO, um, and explaining about the the whole eating the I want a mango thing uh, yeah. as his tag in CS:GO or CS. Um, and then uh, like little things like that. There was also a great segment that um, didn't end up. I, it was going to be like an extra. Um, unfortunately, there's just, just I, it can't really happen. I think now because the, a lot of the people that gave me these interviews are no longer welcome, and I don't yeah. want to include them. Um, yeah. But it was about how speedrunning and melee share a lot in common. And it was really interesting to me. There was this, this interesting thread about how a lot of the interesting parts of, of melee, and you talked to this about this, Toph, um, about how, like, you know, you, you had mentioned Yoshi's Island as, like, this classic sort of speedrunner thing. There's these weird oh, yeah, kind yeah, of connections yeah. between um, the, you know, speedrunning, these, these old platformer games from, like, you know, the, the golden age of consoles in the 90s, and sort of right. the... How that like, you'd find these advanced techniques, and the same is true for melee, where it's like this platform sort of arena. But um, I don't know, it, it just really fascinated me. There's a, there's something about that that era, the the mid '90s, you know, console era stuff, going up into like you know, um, a melee's creation. I think early 2000s, you know, Counter Strike and um, Starcraft Brood War. There's like a, a mentality I think that went into game design that really sort of. I, I think that could be a really dope story, and I, I did have a section on it that I just, you know, I, I couldn't really find a place for. So I don't want to um, do like a like a YouTube video on that or something. You know, I feel like yeah. it'd be a fascinating YouTube video. 100%. Which I mean, it wouldn't have to be. It wouldn't have to be. You know, it could could be could be like a half hour. Could be like some summoning salt kind of thing. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Have, have to think about that. I don't know. I'm trying, yeah, to, I'm trying to do more. I'm, I'm trying to branch it on my YouTube. You know, I think that's that's a hundred percent. You should do that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that crossover even today, right? Like literally, yeah. you know. Uh, still, I would say, um, still, I would say there's obviously Armada went to speedrunning. Yes. Um, and then on the flip side of things, I would say still a lot of the big speedrunners follow 
like like you know follow melee and stuff like that you know you look like clint stevens still does a lot of stuff with like mango and you know we'll right. we'll talk here and there and uh, uh played simply siglemic i played him in tournament yeah i played yeah siglemic was playing hardcore for a while yeah yeah, yeah there there's still a lot of uh uh is it simply that used to I think he played melee, right? Simply that Simply, money match with Ludwig, I think. Yeah, he he did that. Uh, he did get my beat, I think. He did get, yeah. But I mean, well, it was simply versus Ludwig, right? Right. Who? Ludwig, I mean, Ludwig's, who Ludwig's plays like who plays Ludwig's melee a ton. He's not amazing, <laughs> amazing at melee, but he's like also not bad, you know? Like, yeah, like, yeah. He should beat simply or whatever. I don't think simply plays very but, much uh, now. He used to uh, years ago, but yeah. Did he? he doesn't play did he? Much. That's yeah, really he, cool. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, uh, I think he was, I don't know if he ended up getting ranked or not, but he was, he was pretty solid. And ah. he, I mean, they would, it would enter tournaments at the GDQs and stuff like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember GDQ, that. GDQ always had, a, has a melee tournament, I believe. I mean, not yeah. when they're online, but you know, offline. <laughs> well, they could. <laughs> yeah, they could. yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good point. So you know, I think that's still that's still there, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a dope little connection. You know, yeah. melee kind of sits at the crossroads between like speed running and the FGC and totally. you know mm. some other esports, right? League of Legends and things like that because mm -hmm. there's kind of a kind of interesting because because of the MLG days or what have you. There's Halo fans that like melee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's there's so yeah, many cool. there's so much crossover. There's so many references I'll see to Smash or Melee when I'm just watching other things. I'm like, well, I didn't we need expect to do more of that. that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, think about that. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> good, good question. Uh, good question, Web. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Thank you. Uh, I mean. Well, technically, you didn't ask me if I was satisfied with your answers, but I'm going to tell you that I am. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Web. Anything that gets you guys telling stories is, is good in my book. Well, cheers. If you have any other questions, too, feel free to ask it um, here or in the stream or uh, in my stream, because I know I will see you there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys are great. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, any oh, shout outs, man? Shout outs, yes. Shout outs. Shout outs because they didn't they weren't doing that in episode one. This is my chance. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. So first of all, shout outs to all of you. Golden Guardians is doing amazing things in Melee. Samox is a very uh, passionate and skilled uh, producer. And beautiful. Uh, Fifi, I, I'm not gonna talk about you. I've said too much. Um That's so, <laughs> absolutely uh well spoken, very invested, skillful guy. We love Thank all you. of you. Shoutouts to the Yuri Nation. Shoutouts to every stream monster that is proud of who they are, the Melee community, uh, my girlfriend, and my mom. So, uh, I guess that's about it. For me. Great shoutouts. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care, man. Thank Take you for care. coming on. I think we got one more caller, one more question. Are we still going to do Ninja Boy? Do we know? I don't know. I, they, were, they were flying around the mic checks. I have no idea what came yeah, from Yeah, I said mic check no one, callers. mic check two. No more callers. No more no callers. More callers. The people at the production is saying, heck it, we done. Yeah, we'll try to get him. I like this question. I saw it. I saw it in the thing. Hopefully he comes back next Tuesday, asks us his question, which I won't spoil. Mm -hmm. um, even though I know his question was, you know what? We usually do like a 10 minute. I'm actually going to do this for Ninja Boy. Ninja Boy is a stream monster of mine. Hangs out on my Twitch chat a lot. Uh, I actually think it's interesting because it's a question that's directed mostly at Samox. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it. But do and it. we can chat about it in our in our little outro because we usually do a little ten yeah. minute outro before Run we it. sign off. He basically asked uh, Ninja Boy said, "So, as someone who aspires 
to potentially making content about Melee, like, how do you balance your own creative vision uh, with, like, the impact you feel like your work is going to have on potential consumers or viewers or whatever, especially when you're working with something like Melee, where it's a very dedicated, opinionated community and also a little bit mm-hmm. of a niche community? Um, so how do you balance sort of your own creative vision with, what was the other side of it? Like the impact. your own creative the with impact. the impact it's going to have on potential viewers and like the community at large. Right, right, right. Like- so, so you're you're sort of trying to find, and that, that's a, that's actually a really good question um, because you do. I think you know when I whenever I approached something, and I've actually gave an entire talk about this about when I got called out online for um, the way that uh, Brawl was portrayed in the very first documentary. Um, I I and it, it's sort of this big discussion about it, and I. I um, because in, in my documentary, I used some some clips that were not pro players in Brawl to delineate basically what it was that um, the uh, melee scene had a problem with about Brawl. Why were they not excited about it? Why was you know? And it was backed up by you know chilling and everybody kind of talking about how it was slow, couldn't really combo, um, all that good stuff. Everybody, every, things that everybody knows about Brawl. Um, and there is there that, that that's that's where that disconnect is. My vision was to create something that really showed the viewer this is how uh, at least you know brawl from the from the um, melee people's perspective. And in order to really show that, I needed to make sure that I used clips that were sort of backing up what they were saying. Um, I ended up actually you know brawl is covered in the first episode of metagame as well. This time I chose um, clips that were you know, definitely kind of showcase that those same things, but they were from real like tournaments stuff. They were from uh, tournament yeah. players. Um, so, but I, I, I don't even necessarily think that what I did was necessarily bad. It's just, it, it was a, um, a way to, to really get the um, perspective across. And in that sense, yeah. you always have to sort of, you're running a line between, what is entertaining? What what is getting the message across? And what is the truth? What are the facts? And you know, you could read a Wikipedia article just to get the facts. You can you know go through and and be very very you know um, straight with everything. But it, it, it there's no way you're gonna entertain people that way. You're no you're not gonna keep people's attention that way. So I think there's a balance, and you have to really kind of search inside. I I've gone back and forth about um, you know is this because you have to, you have to kind of brush over some of the granular stuff. You could get really granular, but you know, then you're sort of losing people. You need to kind of paint in broad strokes, right. but also try to do your best to to make sure that you're not, you know, fat, outright fabricating something. And um, I have a quick question, Samox. Yeah, are you able to please everyone? <laughs> no, that's a that's a, a very good point. You can't please everybody, and that's that is the end of the, that sentence is. You have to try to find a balance, but you're never going to please everybody, especially when you're making something that um, so many people play, so many people have opinions mm-hmm. on. Um, so you will never, you will never get to that point where everybody's going to be like, "That's awesome." I think you really just have to be true to yourself, and as long as you know what you're doing is, you know, is the truth, or is, is you're you're trying to get um, a truth portrayed, then um, I don't think that you'll have you'll you, you won't have any trouble sleeping at night essentially mm-hmm. 
So, but it's it's a complex issue, man. It's it's one of those things that you have to to weigh. It's it's the the psychology of humanity. It's it's how to to make a story balanced with you know what is the absolute truth and you know facts and stuff. Um, and I don't know. I, it's I I am continuously as as I learn as I go. Uh, I, I I gain a new appreciation for everybody's perspective on it. Every time somebody says something about like oh maybe you could have done it this way, I always oh, I didn't think about it that way. So the, the criticism is is great in that regard because it it opens my mind to new possibilities. As long as uh, it's constructive. You, as long as it's constructive. But it is it's one of those things where you I think at the end of the day you just got to be. If you've got a vision, you got to go for it. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's true for everybody in life. Anybody that wants to play Melee has a vision for the way they want to play. You know, everybody is their own person. And, and uh, that's the best part about it is, you know, you can get a million different perspectives on one thing. If, one, if you have a video that has one perspective, that's not the end-all, be-all. No video is ever actual literal truth. It's always from a, a single perspective uh, or, you know, at most multiple people's perspective. But it's never going to capture everything. So the only way to get like the full picture or the best facsimile we can get to, to truth is just get as many different sources and perspectives as you can. So I think it's a long way of saying, you know, trust yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe oh, in yourself. Stack, <laughs> stack even higher. Stack even higher. Even higher. Unto infinity. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a good answer. Yeah. I mean, um, I, uh, I mean, I've thought about this a little bit as like a content creator or whatever. I feel like I'm a big fan of like, you know, I kind of said this to, um, Esker earlier with like his controller thing, but it's like, Mm -hmm. people are always going to feel like there's some niche. It's like, damn, why isn't this guy doing this thing? And it's like, well, if you ever feel that way, you should just do it. And so for me, like, you know, there's a specific style of content that I really appreciate in other scenes, and I'm like, I don't think anyone's doing that in Melee right now, so I'm going to try to bring that to Melee. Um, and, yeah, you, at the end of the day, that's got to be, that's got to come from within. It's got to be your own kind of intrinsic sort of, yeah, creative vision, I guess. Because um, if you don't have that, and you, you try to zoom too far out, you try to zoom on what people want, what consumers want, what viewers want. Like, you're going to spread yourself too thin, you're going to burn out. That's at least, that's been my experience. Mm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. don't make it about the art form, if you don't make it about the art form and you make it about the, the end user or whatever at the end of the day, like, 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 you're just gonna, um, you're gonna burn out. You're gonna, you're gonna get obsessed about, ah, but what about this? faction of people that aren't going to be happy with right, what I'm doing or whatever. Right. It, 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 there's just no end to it. There's just no end to it. It, 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 it you know, yeah. That's where the I'm demogra- at. The demographics, the stats, all of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think I everyone that does make it big and make something great started and probably continued for that matter by following their creative vision, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't say that I think a lot about this sort of thing, and I I you know I let uh, the question was mainly for Samox, but he appears to have let his uh, cam and who knows what else go on a journey for a moment. So I'll take a moment to say, uh, probably I often, again. <laughs> yeah, probably again. He did say before he, we came on that he was concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have gone without answering if I could have, but because <laughs> he has gone on a journey, I have no choice. Um, Tove did give a wonderful answer though. 
So that was really cool. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I think about the impact I have on people a lot. I spend more time. I probably spend equal time to that, if not like way more time than about like the ideas themselves. Mm -hmm. And that causes me to mostly not do things because I mm. don't I don't. I hate it when yeah. people get mad. I hate it when people get mad, even if I'm like, I don't think that your anger makes sense at all. I don't <laughs> like it. And so it just makes me not do things like even even when someone called in and had a very reasonable question about Mango Zane, I'm like, I'm trying to sit here and think, OK, well, how do I answer this in a way that doesn't get like a bunch of people mad at me or Mango mad at me or something mm. like that? And I think about that more than I think about answering the question well, because I just I just don't like upsetting people and I hate that. So yeah, that is that is my challenge as a as a content creator, 100 percent. I really uh, relate to what you, you yeah. just said. I think it's really easy to become, um, you know, it's like, it's like, it even kind of ties in the whole like perfectionism versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you, absolutely. you feel like you don't want to put something out unless it's perfect. Right. Why doesn't everyone right? with all of their perspectives love this thing I did? I love right. it. But then you right. realize that like, everyone's not going to love it. And so then you have conclusions you could make and mm -hmm. mine, which is not, which is not the healthiest is to be like, well, okay, I'm just not going to put that many things out there then. And, you know. <laughs> So right. I'm not like, recommending, you know, I'm not recommending my path to people. I'm just <laughs> saying that's my, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I super relate to that though. I super relate to that. I think, uh, it's really easy to fall into that. And, uh, yeah, you know, everyone who does, I think everyone who does anything great at the end of the day, you know, you gotta, it's, it's, uh, it's about trusting yourself. Like Sam Mock said, yeah, you yeah. take risks, you take risks. Take risks. And that, that's the thing. Like, you know, sand stacking is just a silly thing I had, but you know, it could be fun. Not and silly. you know, that's it's definitely a risk. I don't think it's silly. You're an innovator, <laughs> and I won't let you slander yourself like this. <laughs> you are that's a king right. and a visionary, and sand stacking is cool. Well, and and I appreciate that. I, I do hope to see it kind of go places. It is it is, <laughs> it is it is kind of funny, like you know, thinking about um, putting stuff out there and, and criticism. The first doc got like no criticism whatsoever. Um, so like, I, it was just all like washing over and, and yeah, glory everyone was and, like, so <sighs> excited. I think some like things started coming in after a while, but I think like yeah. the overall like excitement of it was just, cause I think we hadn't seen something like that before. And, yeah. Well, you saw it, man. You were like the first one that responded to my thread. I um, was there. It was me. Ridiculous. You had the vision, bro. <laughs> I well, you had it first, but then I saw it and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." I I donated I don't know how much to the initial. You gave me like fifty bucks. Yeah, something sure. like that. I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't really about that. It was kind of just like, "Oh, this is cool. This could be really good for us." I'm gonna go for it. And um, there were I talked to a couple of people at the time, and they were very cynical. They're like, "You know, he's just gonna take the money and run, right?" That's what everyone does. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, if he takes it, at least I know I gave it to something that was really cool. That was like yeah. still a good idea." Honestly. And, yeah, that there that most of the time the people do take well not most of the time, but a lot of time people do just take it the money happen. and run. We've so. had that happen in Smash too. Have. People have done that, yep. which is sad. So But we've also but, had some really, you know, I remember when VGBC video bootcamp mm -hmm. showed up to pound four, I was like, Who the 
are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. they they, also, this is some they were they had like a hot had they like hot dogs and a truck or something that they were selling. I didn't know right. what that was going That's on. That's right. And then we had Gimmer. You know, <laughs> we have Spencer Gimmer, yeah. showed up to a NorCal local one day and just mm. connected his streaming setup to the TV. I don't think anyone knew who he was. I don't oh, think the really? even knew who he was. That's yeah, he cool. showed up to some random NorCal local, plugged his shit, and it started streaming the event. I was like, I don't really That's know who the fuck this guy is, but uh, all right, you know, kind of thing. Run and it. then he just kept doing it, and then he became one of the greatest streamers known to mankind. So, Absolutely. you know, uh, Everyone because agrees. we didn't say to him, hey, who are you? Don't take our money and run. <laughs> we trusted him. And sometimes yeah. you just got to trust a little bit. Yeah, sometimes you got to trust. Yeah. It's true. The worst yeah. thing that can happen is, you know, lays a fart, and that's it. And go on to the next thing. Yeah, go on to the next <laughs> thing. Well, well said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. Uh, Thanks for coming on today, Samox. This was uh, a lot of fun to have you uh, have you on the on the program with us. I My agree. Pleasure, I man. love it when Samox is here, man. What a good man. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for all you do for the seed. You are a pillar of the community. You are a ray of sunshine. I. Uh, <laughs> you are well spoken. You're yep. respectful. You're like a gentle breeze on a on a spring day. Yes, you're like a tulip. <laughs> like about. A, a tulip <laughs> blooming after after a thunderous storm. You bloom. That's you right. are the one tulip oh, left, and you open up into the sun. Yeah. You guys are too much. You guys, I appreciate it. And honestly, I I the I cannot wait. I, th I think I'm gonna have to go to Riptide. Is it? Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm yes, going. I, I need I'm in the process get... of talking Zayn. I'm in the process of talking Zayn into going. I need to get into in-person <laughs> events. You should. Uh, I'm 100% down. If if that's like the first big thing that people are gonna go to, that's the one. I, I'm fucking. I'm there, man. Yeah. So, Will yeah. Samox have a cam there? Probably not, but maybe. A cam? Like a, a, a yeah, no? Recording. No, no. I'm no. I'm going to be. No, going he's going. To... It's pleasure, not business. Well, well, I'll bring stuff to All like he's sign. Actually, have is a pair of tweezers. Yeah. <laughs> And a dream. And a dream, and a dream. Hand stacking <laughs> side event in the hotel. Live sand stacking side event. Yes. There we go. They're a water park. They probably have sand. <laughs> sure. Legit <laughs> yeah. sand. Real sand. Yeah. Kids are probably. I've never been there. I've never been to Kalahari Water Park, whatever it's called. What? I what is it, Kalahari? I don't. Yeah, I think it might. Kalahari Drive. What? I, what's the name of the place? I don't know what the name of the place is. It's some water park. It's in yeah. somewhere. It's somewhere. So I've, I, never I, I, I've never been. I wanted to. I know we're wrapping things up. I just wanted to give you guys one little treat. If you guys, uh, yeah, you know the opening of of Godslayer, mm. where it's like I, that not intense. Not my head, but the the intense narration and it's oh, like yeah, you know, the like, only game that matters. Yeah, Super the Smash only game that matters in the universe. Yeah. So I, that actually was the. <laughs> The less silly version of the uh, narration that I, oh, wow. I wrote. Um, so I, I'll, I'll give you guys the, the, the full silly. This is my original idea for the, okay, the opening narration. Go. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Bless right, us. Here we go. There was an age long ago ruled by gods. So named for their terrifying power and the only game that matters in the universe. Super Smash Brothers Melee. I had to hold on to that one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for years, they dominated the land. They crushed their enemies, and they burned their crops. Many champions tried valiantly to oppose them, hey, sometimes nearly that. defeating them all, but always falling short. Hmm. Actually, no, the rest of this is actually the same. After nearly a decade of oppression, when things seemed at their most dire, hope found root. In the most I desperate hour, 
an unlikely hero emerged, a Yoshi player named William. I, I just removed the, uh, the, <laughs> the many champions. The, the, for years, they dominated the land. They crushed their enemies and they burned their crops. I lost yeah. it at burning the crops. That is so funny. Your grain gone, bro. I used to say did that. That was actually I, I I was yeah, I was gonna tell him to stop doing that, but yeah, impulse well, twenty twelve. I took your grain, bro. Sorry. Why, uh, man? Why you gotta was, do that? Dude, symbolic, I think. My I think crops. I corner the market. Me. I yeah, am maybe the only a little farmer economic. in town. That's true. You guys, you, you got all the prize money, so yeah. kind of like yeah. burning crops. All of the two dollars in the pot, we took them. Yeah. In Canada, they use maple. They lose maple. That's the impulse. It's much harder to burn all the maple, but you, uh, know, is you it? can get there. Why is it harder? Well, there's just more leaves. I it's like less like. flammable. Oh, yeah. I thought you knew something about the chemical structure of maple. I don't. I don't. Okay. Unfortunately, I'm not Canadian. They don't tell me that. Yeah, it's like it's inside. It's like a you know. You're born it's with like that. A... <laughs> you have to get indoctrinated. Trade if secret. You, that's you what move. I'm looking. At. That's yeah, a trade yeah, secret. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What I was, that's what I was trying to figure. <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Passed down right. for generations. Yeah. Passed down for generations. Well, thank you again, Sam Ox. I think it's about time we wrap up. Uh, My pleasure, dude. Wonderful episode of Radio Melee. Mm -hmm. Every Tuesday we do this. Every Tuesday, me and PP we're we'll private right. guest on next week. Uh. uh Failing that, we'll just get Sandbox again. Hey, <laughs> he's going to hang out. <laughs> Sandstack and stream. Woo. Yeah.